Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. Let's go! Yeah, it's kind of hard. Uh, pretty sure it's supposed to be New York City because of the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. But Sally Lunn, the restaurant, uh, more about that later. Oh. We are doing the 1942 Cat People, and might I say, could be in the running for movie of the year. Ooh. Wow. I loved it. I loved wow. all the art deco and the, um, and the, sh- okay, we'll get into it. A newlywed fears that an ancient curse will turn her into a bloodthirsty beast. <laughs> I mean, what could go I wrong? Mean. <laughs> Particulars. Okay, so cat people, if you're intrigued at all by this, it's available on HBO Max, so you can watch it. And it's in the horror genre, and you should be intrigued because I don't like horror, and mm-hmm. it might be in, it is in the running for movie of the year. So the particulars, it's produced by Val Lutin, who is Ukrainian. He was a novelist, film producer, and screenwriter. He wrote the novel No Bed of Her Own, and it was, everything was changed basically about it, and it came out as a movie called Man of Her Own. With Clark Gable and Carol Lombard in it. Really? Yeah. Was it a comedy? Um, I don't think so. So this Val Luton character is quite a character. Remember in Kurt Douglas's character in The Bad and the Beautiful? Uh-huh. It's partly based on him. The part that's based on him is, remember, there's that scene. Because last week I was like, there's something about cat people. There's something about cat people. And in The Bad and the Beautiful... His character is a movie producer, and I think they're making it. I don't think it was Cat People, but it was Cat Something. It could have been Cat People. And they wanted to have it be like the, you know, because the old school Universal was known for their movies like The Mummy and Werewolf mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of thing. And these people, like in real life, Lou Val, Val Luton was working with RKO in their like horror kind of thing. And they didn't want to be like Universal. And so in the movie, The Bad and the Beautiful, there's that famous scene where he's like, no, what's the most scary thing? It's the darkness. Mm-hmm. He was like, we're not, it's not scary to see the people in cat, you know, makeup and stuff. We're like, we're not that technically advanced and stuff. It's scarier to just see eyes in the darkness. And so that was based on him. He Ooh. also... There's a 2007 Martin Scorsese Presents Val Luton, The Man in the Shadows. There's also a 2017 podcast series by Adam Roche called The Secret History of Hollywood. And that series was called Shadows. And it was announced in 2021 that that was going to be adapted into a screenplay. So this guy is very interesting. There, I also listened to the episode of You Must Remember This about Val Luton. And he was, he was just one of these guys that was very, had a, was, he had a lot of, um, how did he phrase it? Like, kind of like phobias. He was scared of a lot of different things. And he worked as an assistant to David O. Selznick. Mm -hmm. Um, Legend has it that it was him, his idea to have that famous crane shot in Gone with the Wind. Yes, yes. 
And so he, but he was very kind of um, like the same kind of with Hitchcock and kind of my, myself to a degree of authority figures. And so he would, um, like there's this, in you must remember this, there's the story that she tells where his wife wanted him to go in and demand a raise. And he <laughs> was, his solution to this, instead of going in and asking for the raise, was to just go off and sign a book deal and write a whole novel and just take that money and then just add it into the his paycheck so his wife would think that he asked for Fair the enough. raise. But meanwhile, he just he was like, I'll just go write a book, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> that is hilarious. And he's like, I'll just do this thing that like This so is so much easier than yeah. actually asking I for get a that. raise. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but yeah. then to me, I think of writers trying to write a book and they're like, this is the hardest thing ever. But <laughs> the idea of like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go and write this book. So he's a very, very interesting man. We have director is Jacques Turnauer. He's French. He also did Out of the Past, Night of the Demon, and I Walked with a Zombie. And the screenplay is by DeWitt Bodine, which... I like the name DeWitt Bodine. <laughs> I Bodine. dated a guy named DeWitt one time. Really? Very that... odd guy. Yeah. Adam was born at DeWitt Army Hospital. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, but I think that there's the DeWitt, but what really sells it is the Bodine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also wrote Curse of the Cat People, I Remember oh. Mama, and Night Song. And we have the editor is Mark Robson. He was an assistant editor on, maybe you've heard of this film, Citizen Kane. Oh, wow. He, he was also an assistant on The Magnificent Ambersons. So he was in with uh, Orson Welles. He also directed, he later would go on to direct his uh, movies, like The Bridge at Toko Rai and The Harder They Fall and Peyton Place, and Van Ryan's Ooh. Express, and Valley Ooh. of the Dolls. Damn. That was the editor, yeah. The music is by Roy Webb, who did Room Service, Bringing Up Baby, The Body Ooh. Snatcher, and several episodes of Wagon Train, just to name a few, because that guy did <laughs> so much. They're watching yeah. it downstairs right now. Huh? The director of photography is Nicholas... Musaraka, who also did Susan Slept Here, mm-hmm. Stranger on the Third Floor, I Remember Mama, and Dog Justice. Dog Justice, <laughs> oh. I'm in. Yeah. Starring Simone Simon as Irina Dubrovna. She's mm-hmm. a French actress. She also was in The Devil and Daniel Webster. The Curse of the Cat People, The Human Beast, and Nerd Alert, she had a bit of a reputation and was fired several times for being temperamental. Mm. And there are many excuses that she gave as to why she was temperamental. Many times she cited it was a difference between the French culture and the American oh, culture. But my favorite um, excuse, if you will, for her temperament was that it was because Marlene Dietrich told her, quote, 
a star is only as important as she makes herself out to be. Mm. Oh. So if you're taken, like, that's how, somewhere I heard this week, but it was this thing about how um, not everybody is treated equally and like how certain stars can get away with certain things. And it's like, <laughs> Simone, you, Marlene Dietrich, she can get away with things that you can't. <laughs> the, we have Kent Smith as Oliver Reed. He was also in Hitler's Children, <gasps> The Spiral Staircase, and Curse of the Cat People. Ah. We have Tom Conway as Dr. Lewis Judd. He was also in The Seventh Victim. He replaced Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes in that series. Oh. He was also in the series The Falcon and the Falcon's Brother. And Nerd Alert, did he seem really familiar to you? No. Sure. Okay. Because his brother is George all about Eve Sanders. And he's been in a couple of movies we've done. Yes. Uh No, he didn't resemble him enough for me to... I mean, it's black and white, and they're all white, so... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I didn't even... That wasn't me. That that shot came from within the house. Thank you. (laughs) We have Jane Randolph as Alice Moore. She was also in The Curse of the Cat People, and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and the Falcon's brother. Hmm. And Jack Holt as Commodore. He was Columbia Pictures' leading, like biggest leading man in the late 20s. This guy is in so many silent films. As you go on his Wikipedia, it's just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, he also was in a ton of westerns. He was most famous for a film called Submarine. He played the flop house bum in the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Oh, okay. Um, and that's co-starred his son, Tim Holt. So, oh. yeah, it's a bit of a, a lineage thing. Nerd alert, Margaret Gone with the Wind Mitchell, the woman who wrote that book, she wanted him to play Rhett Butler. It kind of makes it. If you like bring up his Wikipedia page, he does look like just a movie star. Is yeah. that you were like, huh, huh? And then this guy was uncredited, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, wait a second. Alan Napier as Doc Carver, more familiar as Alfred in the Batman TV series. Oh. And remember, he was also in Lord that we did. Mm. And Johnny Belinda and the Mole People. So those are the particulars. Well done. Well, it is a black and white film. And we start with overly dramatic music. And there is a card, a card. Title card. Title card that says... Even as fog continues to lie in the valleys, Mm. so does ancient sin cling to the low places, the depressions in the world consciousness. Oh my God, what a freaking sentence. (laughs) And that is from the anatomy of 
atavism, atavism, uh, and it was Dr. Lewis Judd's quotation. And Dr. Lewis Judd is the doctor in said oh. movie. Okay, huh. I'll get into atavism later. Okay, okay. unless you want to know what it is now, it's a nerd alert. Okay, <clears throat> moving on. We begin at the big cat cages in the zoo. We're assuming it is the um, Central Park Zoo. A young woman is sketching the panther, but balls up the paper and throws it toward the trash can. She misses and a gentleman picks it up and throws it away. They chat. We find out she is Irina Dubrovna from Serbia. And right away we are hmm, dubious. Mm. Oh, mm. Wow. Dubious. Look at that. Yes. Wow. Okay, cast. They go right to her apartment where there is a statue of King John, the Serbian king, spearing a cat. <laughs> and <laughs> he came to free the village people, but the most wicked escaped to the, the village people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> and the worst of them escaped to the mountains. He buys her a kitten who doesn't like her. And she says, cats don't seem to like me. That part was hilarious to me. You you buy, you go in, you see this woman has a statue of a Speared cat murder. Cat. And you buy her a cat? There's so much. I have more on that later. And then just put the, it in a shoebox with some holes poked. It's just okay. Um, when they take it to exchange it for a different animal, all the animals in the pet store go mm. crazy. They go ahead and get married. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? So POC there, I had one, the waitress in the Maybe. Sally Lunn. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, cast. Well, I guess POC count would, we the could. Serbian? Uh, yeah, it's, you add it to well, two. I, yeah, because I kind of did do that. Just yeah, you completely ago. othered them. But that, does anybody have cast? Uh, no, you may go first. All right, so straight up, we got to go with Minnie. She was played by Teresa Harris, an actress. She was uncredited in this role. We've done a film. She was also in Jezebel. She also was in Thunderbolt, Hold Your Man, Professional Sweetheart. She had many uncredited uh, performances where she played maid characters. Very light-skinned woman, too. But I mean, she could have really gone into the mainstream, but... Uh, she couldn't though because of cast she was a graduate <laughs> of the UCLA Conservatory of Music so this woman major talent yeah I mean and she's in, playing a waitress yeah in my opinion she has maybe three or four lines I found her to be the most convincing actress in this entire thing <laughs> no the way. way that she delivered her lines I thought she was just delightful and I was just mm -hmm. like huh Wow, what could have been? Um, but she became a favorite of producer Val Luton, who was 
said uh, to cast African Americans in non-stereotypical roles, which, I mean, non-stereotypical roles. For, I I guess maybe I, I don't. Well, she yeah, wasn't a maid. She wasn't a slave, I guess. But. Yeah, she wasn't a slave, and she wasn't a maid. Right, but she, she wasn't, wasn't cleaning steps. She, she was, was a waitress. In, but a sir, sir, in sir, vile. Yeah, in the service industry. Yeah, waiting on white people in this film, right? Because this is cast, and we didn't see any other people of color in her establishment. She could have owned that whole establishment and and be I the. I thought she the was Sally Lunn, Truth be told. Okay, but her name was Minnie. So, so oh, it, she wasn't well, Sally Lunn. And it's 1942 America. Yeah, that's true. She, um, so she also was in the these other Val Luton films, I Walked With a Zombie, Phantom Lady, and Strange Illusions. She retired from acting in the late 1950s, and she went on to live a very, um, she lived a very well-comfortable life oh, because good. she was very careful with the investments that she made during her career. Well I mean, done. again, she was no idiot by any means. Yeah. Um, the title character in the play called By the Way, Meet Vera Clark was based on her. Oh. And it it was a play that I think it ran out in LA. I would like to see somebody get the rights to it and kind of develop it because it was kind of about somebody like her who's mega talented and is just going through Hollywood playing these maid roles, but like from her point of view. So you know they'd be like, Girl, what are these Mm-hmm. You know, just I think that, that that could be kind of fun. Here's a quote from her. She said, quote, I never had a chance to rise above the role of maid in Hollywood movies. My color was against me. Any way you look at it. The fact that I was not hot stamped me either as uppity or regulated me to the eternal role of stooge or servant. My ambition is to be an actress. Hollywood had no parts for me. Mm. Again. Yeah, just, we all lose out because probably could have been one of the greats. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't tell me that she was less talented than Jane Randolph. <laughs> yeah, I threw shade at you, Jane Randolph. All right. Then I came across this story. It's not a story. It was a paper um, called mapping the unassimilable, assimilable. Oh my gosh, I can't say that word. Yeah, you never have been able to assimilation, but, but it's unassimilable. <laughs> assimilation cool. without the ushin and a bull at the end. And yeah, add an un, so it's not being able to assimilate. Colon uh-huh. the Balkan. Other, a meme in Val Luton's Cat People by Thomas Robert Argero. And he wrote this paper on it. It was a very long paper, and I did not read all of it. It was 16 pages. Oh, God. Some of those papers out there. I yeah. know. Condense them. The paper, no paper needs to be that long. Exactly. Exactly. But here's the gist of it. So it's talking about how it reproduces longstanding Western European stereotypes about Eastern Europeans by trading in received Gothic fantasies. And the paper, he also brings up how racially Serbs are white. Like, to me, I'm like, yo, what? Like, hey, they're white. Right. Um, 
like what's what's the deal? But in the purview of Western Europeans, they look at them as well, you're not the West. So they otherize Eastern mm-hmm. Europeans. Mm-hmm. And we would see that in like last week in The Lady Vanishes, how there are so many fictional names for Eastern European locations mm-hmm. that they just come up like because it's just an easy way to just other them. The original idea for this film, well, there are many original ideas. So one of the many original ideas was that um, the Serbian, they were patriots and they were shape-shifting into cat people and they were portrayed as valiant heroes that were fighting against fascist invaders. Okay, I like that. But that was scrapped. Yeah. Because, no. Well, it was, yeah, it was a very... um... Um, 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 volatile time in history. Oh, so, oh my God. So basically American audiences were entranced by a horror film representing a Serbian antagonist as a monstrous shape-shifting other, one who could not establish a permanent alliance with an American partner. While at that very moment, Serbs were being massacred and tortured by the thousands in the Nazi Croat, Croat, concentration camp Yasenovac and that concentration camp was the third largest and why I've never heard of it before exactly me neither and why because you I've heard of Dachau uh, Auschwitz Auschwitz Buchenwald Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bergen Belkin yeah they're just doing their thing just boop Holocausting away over there, and that goes into what this is. But it, you know, it's the other. So, eh. um, one of the most brutal of all the death camps, where in the Croat, oh, testas targeted their victims precisely on the basis of their ethnic and religious differences, and that area of the world. I mean, that's I. I don't know all of the ins and outs of it, but there was another genocide in the 90s. Yes. Like in Bosnia, in like that whole region, there were people just ethnically cleansed. So it's just another um, way of just how caste is. And But then, you know, these people, they come to America, and if you can shed your accent, I think, you know, like honestly, if you can kind of shed your accent, then your skin color you are able to be ushered right this way into the great white American cast. Like, right. You know, there is the same thing with like, the, I always go back to it. Cause it's the example that I can, my mind relates to the best is the Cubans, the, you know, white European looking Cubans. And they're like, Oh, Oh no, you're allowed to sit in the front. Okay. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> and there is a real housewife of Beverly Hills who it was Bosnian is Bosnian she still has her accent, but she made millions of dollars, so she's she's okay too. Yeah, but it's it's just interesting how because the cast, it definitely as far as skin color, you have like boom boom where because it's visual where you get pegged, but then in, within that, you exactly. know, exactly within the Europeans, like even Europeans are like, oh no, that you're Eastern European, you're an other, you're that's where all of the monsters come from and all the scariness and the, that scares are. But then the, the craziest thing is Hitler's Austrian. Yeah. You know? 
But Austrian is still okay. It's when you get over to Hungary and, uh, you know, past there that it, yeah. Yeah, the farther you get away Mm -hmm. from England and France, and I'll put in Germany, but, you know, the Germans were just, I don't even, like, they're in the cast, but, you know. They just, especially at 42, they're just running amok. A lot of a lot of bad things going on. A lot of bad things. Just going taking on. a lot of L's. Rightly so. Okay. <clears throat> well, my nerd alert. Are we ready? Sure. Is what is atavism? Did either of you mm. know? Never heard. I mean, I've heard of it. I've read it in books, but never know what it means. I don't think I've ever come across it before. I haven't either. I, I mean, like I've seen up. the word. It is. To re- Maybe I made that up that I've seen it. I don't know. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. It is to revert to something ancient or ancestral. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I know you have. Well, you're our no, resident. because it's like <laughs> is it like the occult and stuff like that? Well, yeah, it would be anything that's ancient, you know, like. uh, Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Remember, she used to dress as a goth, so there's that. But yeah, except for. uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could go bad. It could go. It could go really bad. But the interesting thing is to to look at. Like look at all of the the things that the those strand, if you will, that everybody believes in and and has not just believed in, but that is like what has lasted the the length of time. And then you're kind of like maybe that's kind of close to the truth, you know? Because things like spread out, different religions pop mm-hmm, out of these mm-hmm. different things. Because I'm reading an an ancient Indian text of some sort that's, I guess it would be an atavism. But it's kind of pointing back to the most ancient of religions. And you're kind of like, oh, if you, there's a lot of weirdness, but there is, if you pull this one thread, you can see like, oh, all of the different religions poked on this. And when you find that thread, of the, mm. then you're like, there's something here. Hmm. Mm. I also have the Sally Lunn restaurant because... I remember, and I thought it was Sally Lund, L-U-N-D, because mm-hmm. Sally Lund bread was supposed to be like amazing. And you get this recipe for how to make Sally Lund bread. So there is a Sally Lund restaurant and tea room in Chester, New Jersey. I couldn't mm-hmm. find one in New York City, but... Um, well, maybe they went out there for... There was a lot less traffic back then. So go into New Jersey for... Dinner. That's true. That's true. They could have. Because people traveled a lot more to other places. Like in Hamilton, they were always going back and forth to New Jersey. Yeah. Because everything was legal in New Jersey. Yeah. Other nerd alerts. I forgot to look up any things that I wanted to do a nerd alert on. So none for me this week. Understood. So Erin, you have nerd alerts? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, Buckle I forgot up. to I forgot to say that the Cat People it premiered. It had its U.S. premiere at the Rialto Theater in Manhattan on December fifth, nineteen forty-two. Huh. Ooh. And it had a its wide release. This film came out Christmas Day, nineteen forty-two. Ah, this is what I want to go watch on Christmas Day. Yeah. Very odd. Uh huh. Okay. 
So, man, guys, do yourself a favor one time and just in Wikipedia type in 1942 and then scroll through it. Now, and then think about what your phone, what your Apple News app would be if people in 1942 had just all of the news in their palm of their hands. It would be kind of similar to what 2020 to 2022 has been, but different. Yeah, but like... Just an overload, like something happening all the time. Yeah, but but like there's something that's kind of happening all the time is like... I know we say World War II, and we're just like, oh, yeah, but, like, like literally, this thing involved the entire world. Yeah, so yeah. on January 1st... Oh, my 19- God. I'm sorry. I just clicked on there, and it's just every bullet point says World War II, World War II, war, World War II. War, war. <laughs> because you have to remember, so this... I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Add. This is on and on and on and on and on. Did yes, you read that's what thing? I- yes! <laughs> These are the bullet points I'm about to give you, but that's my point. Is like go in and look at it, and then imagine that these people, because in this time people were getting stuff from the radio, so that was filtered and censored, you know, for news and whatnot. And then you had the newspaper, and there's only fi- a finite amount of stories. Yeah, so and think- they didn't even have TikTok. That's <laughs> yes. This is what I'm saying. That's there's what you're no saying. TikTok. Okay. Oh my God! Then how they'll media. never know the truth then. And this is where we find ourselves. All yeah, these people wow. are like, wait, what mm. happened? So just to go back a couple of months, December 7th, 1941, is when the war came to the U.S. and Pearl Harbor was bombed. So that's basically in well, December. Well, good thing they got two days of cat people before that happened. Right. No, no, in this, New York this, City, right? This had already happened a year before. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. right. So it was like a whole year. So basically, we're coming in January 1st, 1942, and the declaration by the UN. So China, the UK, the US, the Soviet Union, and 22 other countries agree not to make any separate peace with the Axis powers. Mm -hmm. So all those people are the same. Like, it's every corner of the world is like, it is at war. You have Carol Lombard, who is a huge star. I mean, she was she was like the Julia Roberts of her time. Mm-hmm. She and her mother and 22 other people are killed in a plane crash near Vegas. Oh. They were out promoting war, the sale of war bonds because we're yeah, at war. So they were doing good. She, yeah. It wasn't like she was gallivanting around. She was like for her country being a patriot. And she had just gotten finally married to the love of her life, Clark Gable, because he mm-hmm. had to get out of a marriage to marry her, the love of his life. You know, it's easy to say when somebody dies young, but um, it, yeah, so that was like, oh man, she finally got the guy of her dreams and she's dead. I mean, so that was reported, but this kind of stuff. So 1942, the Nazis, they're like, oh, okay. They've got this made-up problem that they could call the Jewish problem, and oh, so no, they come up the with problem. they come up with their final solution to yeah. their Yay. Jewish problem. Yay. Oh God! Which is also known as deportation to extermination camps. So right. yeah, that's when they're like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do." 
1942 is also the year that Anne Frank's family goes into hiding. Mm-hmm. So that's also the year that uh, I think, what's her face? Aubrey Hepper, Audrey Hepburn starts starving, yeah. eating tulip bulbs and whatnot. Um, I know we always pounded on the U.S. and stuff for all the bullshit that they've done with their like Japanese internment camps and stuff. But in 1942, the internment of Japanese Canadians was ordered. So they get some of that as well, Canada. Oh, hmm. See, now I didn't uh-huh. know that. Don't much hear about that now, do we? But oh. no, 1942, they do. 1942, there was something called the Battle of Los Angeles, Hmm. a.k.a. the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. So, you know, Pearl Harbor happened. The West Coast was very jumpy in 1942 about Japan making it a little bit further. Actually, a lot further because Hawaii is not close to the continental United States. Right. But anyway, they had made it to there. Why wouldn't they make it further so they were super jumpy and now we're at war so something comes into the airspace and like la just like we asked questions second and just started <laughs> like throwing up bombs and missiles into the sky oh my god and it was said so then everybody's like what the hell happened there? and they're like you know it's very hush hush because again news and information it is not like it is now so it was said to have, oh, it was just a m- meteorological balloon. But my friend Evan did a great documentary on Discovery Plus called Great Balloon Bomb Invasion. And this Ooh. is fact. The Japanese did send bombs via balloons in the thousands via the trade winds to come over and bomb the continental United States. And there are still undetonated bombs in on the along the West Coast that like people need to be careful of when you go digging and, and any kind of thing like that. Because they worked on them and it worked. And yeah, and the US was kind of very hush hush about it because they didn't want to uh, panic the people. But that was a legit thing that really happened. Wow. So check out that documentary. Again, it was all over the world. The Japanese shelled Sydney Harbor in Australia. How do I not know this? Be- because it wasn't like it is now where we news is just, oh, it's so horrible. It's just the editors had to just pick and choose. What were they going to talk about? So there's a lot of shit that never got talked about. Teddy Lamar's frequency hopping system for radio-controlled torpedoes was patented in 1942. Mm -hmm. And Casablanca premiered in 1942. Mm -hmm. And gasoline rations went into effect in the United States in 1942. So that's just some of the things. Um, I also had a brief thing on King John of Serbia. His name was actually Jovan... Nendat, N-E-N-A-D. And he was AKA the black. It was said that he had a birthmark that was one finger width wide that started at his right temple and ran down the entire body all the way down to his right foot. Oh. Like like a copier. You know what the 
Yeah. yeah. Children, back in the day, you have the copiers. If something happened, you could have a strip that went through all of your papers. Yes. So, yeah, it was wild. The top five films in the U.S. for that year, 1942, was number five, Road to Morocco. Number four, Reap the Wild Wind. Number three, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Number two, Random Harvest. And the number one film was Mrs. Miniver. The oh, okay. Oscars Best Picture nominees were Yankee Doodle Dandy, Wake Island, The Talk of the Town, Random Harvest, Pride of the Yankees, The Pied Piper, The Magnificent Ambersons, King's Row, 49th Parallel, and the winner was Mrs. Miniver. Mrs. Miniver. Mm-hmm. I've only heard of like two or three of those films, so. Right. Oscar's always been Oscaring. There were a lot of films in the category back then. Yeah, they expanded it, then they collapsed it, then they expanded it again. Okay, we are two reheatables. <clears throat> Our negs. Pet stores. Negs is a negative TV. I know. <laughs> Just... Just the look on her face. Just, her <laughs> eyes got real big. <laughs> Again with the sherry. Oh, I know. Who's Kate. ever said that in these, like... Yeah, I don't want sherry. Give me some gin, damn it. <laughs> and caged animals. Other nicks? Yeah. Cats in cages in zoos, unless you're going to be like the Bronx Zoo and like educate people. Right. And um, have a decent enclosure, not a cage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say like old. T- uh, I'll just say old. T- I know that zoos are better now, like certain zoos, but like it's just tough beat for the Central Park Zoo in 1942 with just yeah. that cage and cement. Like, uh, Central yeah. Park Zoo should probably not exist. Yeah. And neither should the horses that ride around it. But uh-huh. I mean the horses should exist. <laughs> but they shouldn't have to they, they shouldn't have, have to yeah. carry people. They should be upstate. Yeah. I mean they want to stay in the city free roaming. Good for that's, them. That's true. What are, those are the wild horses. I would absolutely <laughs> love it. We've got every other kind of animal. Come on. That that is you know what? I think that we should start that petition. <laughs> just exactly. Free the horses. <laughs> Free the Manhattan. horses. Pet stores I also had. I did too, yes. Um watching people sleep. <laughs> I mentioned that another time on this podcast. I think it's creepy. It is very creepy. <laughs> I don't know what this... I think I was drinking a good, copious amounts of wine when I watched this. Are those teeny notes? Fuck, I wrote, fucked up with Oliver telling Alice there are some things a woman doesn't want other women to understand. Oh, yeah, that is fucked up. Right. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, because that's the right. scene where... He's trying to mansplain um, her or something. Uh-huh. No, he... Irina says that to Oliver because Oliver told yes, Alice yes, yes, about yes. 
the her problems and the that's slight, right that's and right and then Irina yeah that. Yes. Oliver's telling like all these other this other woman about the issues it, yeah the relationship. And she said there's some things a woman doesn't want another woman to understand exactly yeah, okay and now the I, whole reason behind that quote is the patriarchy because women yeah. are pitted against each other so you can't mm-hmm. well she certainly doesn't want Alice to know that she's not sleeping with her husband. I mean, this was a very patient dude. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, then why get married? I have a theory in on that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I had a problem with all the ship decorations, and I'm sure it was something to it. Oh, because he was a a maritime engineer. Oh, they so were shipbuilders. Really ships. Yeah, yeah. No, they built. That was his job. Is that he built ships? And okay. and they they had that in common. Al, he and Alice. Yeah, I understood yeah. that. But do you have to have ships all over your house? Okay. Well, no, you don't. You don't. You really don't. Mm, Doctor patient confidentiality. Where did that go? Out the window. I, I, maybe it didn't exist. Am I not? Have. I forgot to look. Very it up. possibly. I just wrote more gaslighting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Dr. Judd is a creep. He takes you in my arms. So little, so soft. Don't be afraid of me, Arena. I know. He was so creepy. Those are my negatives. Well done. I I have all the smoking everywhere and all the time. Yeah. So my friend Rory, her um, family is on a vacation this week to Knoxville, Tennessee. It's like a weekend trip. Uh-huh. And it's the first time her son has seen a cigarette, apparently. <gasps> he's oh, five. Wow. <laughs> and he's asked her, what are those <laughs> sticks on fire? <laughs> Wouldn't you? I'm yeah. sure they had to make them seem so bad. So now yeah. he's horrified of anyone smoking. Oh, we're just like, wait until like, he tells somebody like exactly <laughs> walks up to an adult and is like you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> oh wow that's crazy just how different it is because i remember being a kid being on an airplane and just sitting in smoke exactly no, my dad was smoking inside the house but i was yeah. born, i think definitely yeah. by the time i was five and and it makes sense too because like I hate to say it, but you know what? It's the truth. At least in my opinion, I think it's horrible, and I never took up the habit. But my God, they look cool. <laughs> yeah, and it especially if you could do the like uh, holders, like Lucille Ball. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. And remember yeah. the? I mean, from that movie where she did the the the. It wasn't. It was uh, what's her face? She did the the scratch to light it. There were so many. Oh cool yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. Smoking is cool, everyone. And oh, there no, was no, a no. lot. <laughs> there was a lot of sexual innuendo with um, a woman with a cigarette, and was anybody gonna light it? And who was gonna light it? Yeah. And how was how was he gonna light it for her? Or how was she gonna light it? For, I mean, that was like yeah. A way to meet people. Starter. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have now a we, light? Now we just have news to death scroll through. And they didn't even have... Can you imagine? There's them, Everybody just death scroll. Just... 1942. <laughs> just, <laughs> they're rounding them up. 
Yeah. Both of my parents smoked. Everybody smoked. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, I it's on record. I am not a huge cat person. Although I do really like snow leopards and like wild cats, like lions and cheetahs. I like the big cats. I like the big wild cats. The domesticated cats, they've, I've had traumatic experiences with them in my past. I'm talking about you, Helen. Yes, I am. Oh my God. That cat was the meanest thing. But even I thought that the King John statue with the dead cat hanging over the sword was a bit much. I just. I I was like, oh, what is that? That's a bit of a soft spot for a domestic cat. Hmm. I I did grow up in a family where a cousin used to say the only good cat is a dead cat. So there was that. I'm just, I'm a NIMBY cat person, just not in my backyard or in my, my place. Um, then Oliver, like, like Teeny said, bringing the cat to work. And it's just in a shoebox. I don't work at one of these places when I did work in an office where people could just bring in their pets or anything. I know that there's some places where you could bring in a dog. And just the hypocrite in me that I don't find that. Like, okay, a dog, that's fine. But a cat, I'm just like, what if somebody's allergic? But the same could be said for a dog. But anyway. Cats are a bit different, though. They are. Yes. I feel like there are a, 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 a great many more people allergic to them. And then they, they like have a sixth sense where they know who is allergic to them. This comes from personal mm-hmm. experience. Because then and, they're all up on you. However, yeah. I don't think people used to be as allergic to cats as they are now. Or maybe people can say that they are allergic to cats to shut down any sort of Oh, why don't you like cats? I'm allergic to cats. Yeah. But I literally am. I am too. It's documented. And I don't mind taking an antihistamine for a dog. <laughs> I know, I yeah, know. cats are different. Yeah, they are. But, but then also the fact that... Like I had mentioned- three of them growing up. We did too. I didn't. No, you didn't. Thank you, Ma. Um... Gifty, like you've you've met this woman one time. You saw that she had cat murder, so she has cat cat murder statue, and you decide to buy her a pet. A cat. A also, cat. Yeah. A, also yeah, a cat. She obviously worships a cat murderer. Yeah. yeah. Why are you like just buying unless you know the person and you are going to you know like have that's stalking double... that's stalker behavior. Yeah, it is. You're gonna give somebody like I oh. had a stalker once, and he would oh. buy me things very early on. Yeah, like a Tiffany's bracelet. Did you like a wow? Oh, oh. <laughs> G-Shock watch. Yeah, none of it was my style. Ah, that, exactly. You don't know the person. Exactly. Yeah, but a specifically a living creature. You know, like a that a needs Tiffany. a litter box. Yeah. 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 yeah where's the litter care box? Of? You're just gifting responsibility. Right, right. Um, And then, so then I have the fast courtship, which you mentioned, which then I was like, wait a second. Irina's apartment is really nice. Yeah. So then it made me wonder, is, oh, 
maybe Oliver. I mean, she she is a beautiful woman, and so he's attracted to her, so it's a plus. And then he looks around, and obviously she's a woman in 1942, and there's not a man around. So he's got to be thinking, right, that she comes from money. Yeah, that's true. Because they did move into her apartment. They didn't move into his. We never saw his apartment. Nope. And we never, she's drawing, she's doing something in fashion. But still, it's 1942 and she's a woman. You know? Like, where did her wealth come from? The cat people? (laughs) Like, I don't, there's a. There's no explanation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Lots Uh, of questions. Which brought me to, I I did like this movie, but it is one of these things where you're like, well, wait a second. So, like, the curse is, is that whoever she kisses, then she is compelled to kill them? Or is the curse that whenever she feels passionate, like, she gets aroused, that she turns into a wild cat? Because I don't understand then how, if that was passed down from her family, how she got to be... In existence. True. I mean, well, I, I guess maybe was, mom lived. Mom was like, no kissing, no kissing. Yes. <laughs> she's doing Julia. She's doing the, the sex worker rule. No kissing, no kissing. And then, but then how did she get all the wealth that gets passed down? There are so many questions. Don't look too hard. Because mom <laughs> lived, killed dad in the process. Dad after, was rich. But he let it all out before he died and exactly that mom got the money and then mom died and she got the money and that's why she's moved to new york okay with her riches and the set is from the uh ambersons the marvelous Mm -hmm. ambersons magnificent magnificent so that was that was that was a cheap uh set okay (laughs) yes Um, that goes nowhere not being able to divorce an insane person? Yes. That I know. I meant to look it up and I didn't. I, I think that you are allowed to now in, in today's times. I hope so. Good God. I, I was just eyeballing this Alice character, and it wasn't until that I read, um, you know, like a plot synopsis that said that Alice was Oliver's assistant. But it, I was watching the movie, and I just thought they... Silly me in my 2021 brain, I thought that they would just like work together because it yeah. seemed like she was doing all the work. Yeah, Hello? she was doing all the work. Oh, it's always been. <laughs> and then my final negative reheatable is creepy Dr. Judd just being so sure of himself with his hubris that he's like, oh, don't worry, I have a sword cane. I'll just hide it behind the couch cushions and when my patient, when I kiss my patient passionately and she turns into a wild cat, I will be able to overpower this cat. It's like, you dandy motherfucker. You yeah. ain't been in a fight your entire life and you're going to sit up here thinking you're going to fence, gentlemanly fence a panther? Right. Ah, get the fuck out of here. You thought? So, <laughs> those were okay. my negatives. So, we are to positive reheatables. Um, there are that brownstone, which uh, was from the Magnificent Ambersons, but come on. Oh, that yep. was nice. Um, tell, tell Oliver about it. That's what Ollie said. Yeah, that's what Ollie said. The walking sequence, 
when you're you hear her her heels click and you hear other heels click mm. uh, and I had the um the subtitles on so the music it goes foreboding music mm. I love the foreboding music the paw prints that turn into footprints that's just footprints high-heeled prints and I believe I looked really closely I think they were peep toe pumps peep toe pumps I believe peep toe -toe pumps were back Uh, the shadows the whole shadows thing yeah I wrote down influenced by Nosferatu which we watched last year Mm mm-hmm Exactly. When that, um, it wasn't a sphinx, but it was like a, it was like an Egyptian character that she stood next to on the steps. And when you looked at the shadow, it looked like a cat person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cane sword. I mean, you know, I, who can live without a walking stick that is also a cane, but wait, has another thing for the gin in it. So you have a gin cane. Uh, Wait, he had it? He, he, had had, a, he had gin in his cane? No, I'm saying we needed another. Oh, we needed would be. Yeah. Mine would, mine would have a. Christmas is writing itself. <laughs> other people. Can positive. you imagine how mad my dad would be if I got you a like a, a, a cane? With a sword and a little flask with gin in it. I'm like, you, what are you doing? You know she's going to jack herself? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I wrote down... Um, so the movie starts with her drawing the picture, and then she tries to throw it in the trash can, and she misses. Mm-hmm. And we were watching it, and Adam yelled out, Kobe! And I just wrote that down as a positive readable that that lives on. Well, it'll never not be. Exactly. Um, the panther with the, the, her drawing was amazing. The panther it with the dagger, was. like incredible tattoo inspiration. Oh, Don't you have a panther? I have a panther head, but now I need a panther with a dagger going through it. Oh, <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention, um, snow in New York city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before it gets ugly and dirty. I like, I like fresh snow. That apartment falling asleep to lions roaring. That sounds amazing. Oh my God. Like if that was what you fell asleep to every night. Yeah. As long as you knew that they were, you know, not going to come get you. I don't know if I would feel that way if I was out in there in the. Are they in the Serengeti? I don't. Where oh, no, I would say if you live like, next to the zoo, which right. we don't like anyway, that would be depressing. Right. But you know, mm-hmm. maybe you live next next to a lion um, rehabilitation center where they're all you, they can't get out. Like what? Maybe you live next to Tiger King. Tippy Hedren. Tiger King. Or what? Didn't Tippy Hedren have like a whole bunch yeah, of wild animals? Yeah. And there's a reason why she had them. Yeah. Alfred wasn't coming to get her anymore. That janitor's nothing else to do song. (laughs) That seemed like a song my brother would sing. Yeah, it sure did. (laughs) The Panther Room Divider? Yes! 
yes, it was a room divider. Yeah. Okay. And wasn't there wallpaper also? Yeah. Yeah. Very, a very art deco wallpaper room divider, gold. Um, I like, I think this is Oliver, which who I hated for the most part, but I liked when he said, there's something wrong and we have to face it in an intelligent way. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me about him. Yes. <laughs> me freaking out. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that, that's it. like, he, he's not just a carbon copy of you, Ma. He's got a little bit poppyisms. And that's a poppyism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he has it. <laughs> I, I can't say I've ever. No, seen we it. need to fly off the handle. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. The, the water cooler design, just like whoever designed a water cooler, that's the same, the water cooler in 1942 as it is today. Exactly. I thought of that as well. When my brother was literally, he used to call them the glug glug machines. So oh, that's cute. <laughs> John Paul Jones is a cat name. I thought that was a very nice name for a cat. That is a good cat name. Clawfoot tub. And then I thought that's pretty cheeky. Yeah. You know what? I saw the clawfoot tub, but I didn't put it with the, uh, yeah, well done. Um, Irina's outfit. I like her oh, outfits. Yeah. Um, briefcase record players don't, not that I like them, but like, boy, has that stood the test of time. Now it's right. like a whole thing, like looks vintage. Um, and then the movie poster. Oh my god, so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a cool movie poster. Agreed. I have okay. Irene's again, Kobe. It was a solid throw to the trash can. Bad in that littering is bad, but then good. I salute her confidence because as somebody she did who- it again. She just like threw it, and as some like when I play basketball and I threw up a shot, I always followed my shot, and then I would be surprised what it went in. So just the <laughs> confidence of like she's not even following her shot to go pick it up. She's she just thought it was going in, just straight up Kobe, and that is the Mamba mentality. Look at that. Um, and then later when she, that throw, when she threw the dead bird into the cage. Yeah. I believe she did a little bit of a side slot, like, yeah. and just, like, threw that bad boy in there. I was impressed with Irina's uh, throwing motions. Yeah. Um, It's beautifully shot, like we said. I love mm-hmm. the inside shots where they had the fire going and how, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like Tini was saying with the shadows, and it was very, like, film noir and not Nosferatu, that kind of thing. The shot of... So... The remember the it was a panther on the the wall divider thing, but then there was the shadow of the bird cage that was right mm-hmm. underneath the panther mm-hmm. that I was like, oh snap! Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the editing. I mean, this guy edited. It was an assistant on fucking Citizen Kane, and yeah. then went on to have a career. So that walking scene is very famous. Yeah. Yeah. It was also called the Luton bus because of 
the sound design that they implemented to cause a jump scare where you think it's a roaring yes, panther, yes, yes. but it's the air brakes. That, yes. I mean, that yes. works to the, it got me. I jumped. It, did, it got like, me too. Yep. Oh my God. And then I was like, yeah, this, like, there's a reason. Like, this guy was worked on Citizen Kane. This is actually, that, that's what, that's one of my best reheatables of this film is it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. I thought cat people B-rate horror film, and yet I come into this, and there's all of these prestigious people, these craftsmen. This is their their time to shine, and we'll get into it more about why that happened with um, Val Luton. There's it's not an accident. The Commodore, when he was talking shit about Irina and Oliver, and they're at the restaurant, and he's sitting right next to them. Yes, I was just like. How many times has that happened to me? Many, many times. You're sitting, it seemed like such a real housewives move of like, oh, they're not paying attention to what we're saying. So I'm just going to talk shit about the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alice's hats, they just made me laugh. Just the, Alice's, they just kept getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> I. But see, that's the thing. I don't know. I'm not a good judge of hats because I'm, like I got a baseball hat on. I'm like, that's a hat. The these doodads with the veils and all of the the muckety muck doodadiness. I'm not into. So that's why I was like, well, maybe people really like these hats, but th- those hats were ridiculous to me and made me laugh. So if you like them, hey, they are definitely a statement. They are a statement, and I've mentioned them in every '40s movie we've ever done. You know, the Catherine Hepburn hats in uh, Bringing Up Baby and many of them. So quotables, uh, we, you guys have done a few of mine. Uh, the one where uh, he's saying we've got to have help, Irina. <laughs> mm-hmm. What does one tell a husband? Nothing. Mm. Oh, yeah, I thought, I thought of you too. Everything. <laughs> and who was it that said, I'm the new type of other woman? That had to have been Alice. Probably. Yeah, because she wasn't like sexy. She was smart. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and then a cat just walked over my grave. That's from Macbeth. Oh. Mm-hmm. And one cannot divorce an insane person. <laughs> well, well, that that definitely needs a change. I just feel like there's so many laws that men came up with. How is that? How was that on the books for so long? You think yeah. that like men would have been like, no, what? <laughs> She's crazy. I'm out of here. Okay. I was looking for one. Maybe you have it. Um, I like the dark. It's friendly. Mm. Uh, I never cease to marvel at what lies behind a brownstone front. Isn't that the truth? Uh We went on a bike ride today and like, oh my God, we were driving. We were riding by these places near Prospect Park. And we're just like, can you imagine? Mm. But these days it could be bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. If the, if these walls could talk. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. always the thing. Um, sorry. I was trying to find the... I found... I pulled up the IMDB page with quotes to see if I was right. Ah. On um, animals are ever so psychic. There are some people who just can't come in here. The cats particularly seem to know. You can fool everybody, but Landy, dearie, me, you can't fool a cat. They seem to know who's right. Isn't that the truth? Also, specifically, the phrase, Landy, dearie, me. (laughs) Landy, dearie, me. Landy, dearie, me. Is that like an Irish thing? That sounds Irish. Landy, dearie, me. Sounds like it. It does sound Irish. Also, I would say dogs. Can't fool dogs either. I agree. Maybe some of them. I just think that the the thing with cats is that cat people always, well, I shouldn't say always, just I find that in defending cats that they always put down dogs of like, oh, dogs are just, they're willy-nilly to anybody and cats are superior because they can exist on their own and they aren't dependent and stuff. And it's just like, why, why you gotta... Yeah, the slander, mm-hmm. you know, why, why you gotta always put that down one? To, it's like okay, you prefer cats, cool. I don't. I prefer dogs, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said I like to be liked. Don't know who it was. Irina. She looks like a cat, so she must be one of the cat people. <laughs> Ooh. I think that did the Commodore say that about that the Serbian woman? Yes, because she did so with the bow that looked like the cat ears. Yeah, this one I thought was funny. I guess not funny, haha. But um, (laughs) (laughs) don't be so sure. (laughs) These childhood tragedies are inclined to corrode the soul. Leave a canker in the mind. A canker <laughs> in the mind. <laughs> uh, and you, s- <laughs> you surround yourself with cat objects. Get rid of them. Lead a normal life. That's <laughs> said. I love silence. I love loneliness. <laughs> and then this is the one. This is by Alice. She said, I know what love is. It's understanding. It's you and me and let the rest of the world go by. It's just the two of us living our lives together happily and proudly. No self-torture and no doubt. It's endearing and ever it's enduring and everlasting. Nothing can change it. Even though that was Alice and she was kind of a bitch, but that's nice, except she's talking to a man who's married. Married to another woman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, he made a mistake. He totally made a mistake. You should have <laughs> shot your shot sooner. Alice, what, like, what are you doing? All right, mine are <clears throat> the way he goes around kissing hands makes me want to spit cotton. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Alice said, and it, it made me, <clears throat> my ears perked up, and I was like, it's, uh, it's racist in any way, but I couldn't. I couldn't find anything on it. But as soon as I hear spit cotton, I'm I will like, say spitting cotton seems very miserable and like dry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, just awful yes. and stuff. Yes. It was always it, it when I briefly looked it up, it was always associated with um like spitting feathers. Mm. It's like angry, yeah. mad, thirsty. Yeah. So it's just uh, uck. <laughs> at, the, at the end, 
spoiler, <clears throat> Irina's dead, and Oliver's like, she never lied to us. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> we got this one good memory. I mean, she did say that she was turn good turn into a cat person, and uh, mm -hmm. hey, she never lied to us. That's Let's true. go off into the sunset together, my love. Oh man, Minnie over here. She was just like, my goodness, don't nobody like chicken gumbo? She was yeah. really. <laughs> and I was like, I would like some chicken gumbo. I Minnie. would like some, please, Minnie. <laughs> oh, and then I like this. Oliver says, boys who come to tea can't expect to stay for dinner. Mm. So it's like, look at Ooh, Oliver. Oh. You know, out oh. and about. Casing up the joint, being an eligible bachelor, being like, oh, she's nice and cute and cat-like. And I, I bet also he was like, oh, she's a virgin and stuff. And she's got money. Cha-ching. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm making all of these assumptions about Oliver's existence. But it, hey, this is what the world has taught me. I am too. I, I, I just, okay, don't. Cause why would he, like, they didn't kiss? Obviously Ever. this is when, like, they, they could, they had never had sex together. Ever. You know? Ever. Yeah. And gets married. So you're just, you're like putting a big investment into this. And. Although how big of an investment is he putting into this? It's oh. her apartment. No, but he's, he's sleeping on her couch. Yeah, but he he is. I mean, <laughs> he almost got killed by a panther. So he he's dealing with otherness. I would I say crazy. Not see that but... coming. I'm just saying. Every time she shut that bedroom door, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are to LVPs. My. My runner-up was, no, this is my only one, <laughs> running toward the screams with n no weapons, nothing to defend yourself as, as he's running up the stairs to try to uh, help somebody who's screaming. Yeah. We're not heroes, Ma. We don't, oh, the screams are coming from that way? I'm going that way. Well, or I'm going to call for help, or I'm going to grab something to help myself. I'm not just going to go in there thinking uh, I'm the man and I can deal with this. Those were legitimate screams. But maybe this is just of how we've been conditioned because, like, we're women, and so we're like, well, we need, like, it, it, I don't know, you know straight up fight i still need something so where's my baseball bat something. stay sexy don't get murdered yeah mm -hmm. that's that's why i take that to heart and what run the opposite direction let somebody else be a hero tina turner taught me that we don't need another, <laughs> need another hero. hero that was all i got from that song i'm just saying i mean okay other lvps my LVP is Oliver. I hated him. <laughs> he was, he was a Wilbur Milktoast, was he not? Ass, white boy. First of all, he's going and telling all that shit to. Yes, you don't spill the tea. Don't talk about your wife. 
Mm-mm. Or girlfriend, whatever she was. Are they married? They got married oh, yeah, way they, too yeah. soon. Right. They got married way early. You can't take mm-hmm. Then this quote really set me off when he said, you know, it's a funny thing. I've never been unhappy before. Things have always gone swell for me. I had a grand time as a kid, lots of fun at school, and here at the office with you. The yeah. first time anything gone wrong in his life. Mm-hmm. Now his wife ends up dead. <laughs> right. And he totally... I blame Oliver. Uh, oh my gosh, so then does that mean that he gets all of her money? Yep, there you go. Did she... Because okay. they didn't get divorced. They mm-hmm. didn't. But does and she have money? And they didn't get annulled. How she she, live? Yeah, how would she live there? Well, maybe she turned into a cat on the landlord, and the landlord said, do whatever the fuck you want. And you're saying that she's a sex worker and that she was... No, no, if she were a sex worker, there would be a whole lot of bodies lined up. I mean, it's New York City in the 1942s. Like, it's still New York City. Like, nobody... It's not the 70s. <laughs> no, it's not the, it's not the 70s, but it's still, like, oh, yeah, you're a pretty face. Oh, you can just stay here. On She's not coasting by on her charms. Right? I don't know. I don't know any of it. None of that makes sense. I, I guess I guess and I didn't watch go Curse with... of the Cat People. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't go into that much detail. I just like the eye candy, okay? No, as, as someone who was like, well, how the fuck is she affording that? I did. <laughs> She's got it all this nice time department. to just be out and just at the park drawing. I would love to do that. <laughs> I don't get to, I'm elevating this amazing, magnificent Ambersons brownstone. I'm know, over here looking forward to a day of jury duty just so I get a day off to read. <laughs> Amen, sister. Erin, did we do your oh, LVP? My LVP, my LVP is Alice. Because, okay, yeah, you were in Blame love me with a woman, I see. Exactly. It's all her fault. Well, I think that this balances out evenly because you blame, like you blamed your MVP is Oliver, which I, I definitely do see that point. But mine is Alice. Oh uh, yeah, because Oliver was married. Also, I just was not a fan of. Jane Randolph and even Jane Randolph was like I was horrible in this picture so I I feel a little bit better about that the museum scene where the two of them go to the museum it's a like a naval water thing museum and he's married and he's telling his wife like oh you won't like this and Irina says, like, no, actually, I really like this stuff. Let me be here. She wasn't yeah, even being, like, true. pouty or whatever. Oh, she yeah. was actually like, no, yeah. I like looking at these little ships. Let me look at them. And she's Good like, thing it was her and not me. Yeah. So, but really why she's my MVP. And this could be controversial. Uh-oh. But here I go. When she dove into that pool and she was... That woman don't know how to swim. She does not know how to tread water. Tread water. She was treading water with her hands next to her chin. And her legs weren't even doing anything. And the water was just coming slowly into her mouth. I was like, she don't, like, 
they had to cut around that so much. You don't tread water with your your hands. My hands are literally in front of my mouth right now. No, you gotta be. You're pushing the water away from you. You're doing bicycling underwater, yeah, and then right. you can have your your almost your shoulders out of the water. You do that. She's like basically trying, like, and her legs are doing nothing for that. Alice, LVP. I do remember like, telling you. Figure it out when her life was in danger. Telling your elementary school PE teacher when she gave you a B for PE because you had no upper arm strength. And I told her, Erin has been swimming since she was a toddler and she doesn't know that her legs can help her through the yeah. water. Erin has upper arm strength. You're just assuming she doesn't. Um, yeah, so there was that. Okay, just- Why my hips are in shambles now. <laughs> MVPs. So, I have, okay, my runner up is the line, <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> that was, it was so good. That was my MVP until the screech of the cats and the screech of the bus yes. coincided. That is my MVP. That was so good. The Luton bus, he went oh. on, to, that became his trademark. It was, that was so good. I laughed out loud at that. Because it got you. Yeah, it got me. My MVP was the movie overall. I had to make it, as, and I liked um, the vibe, if you will. Mm -hmm. It made me feel spooky season ready. Yes. Um, even though it's hot, hot, hot everywhere. But it made me want a pumpkin spice candle and a chai latte and a pumpkin beer. Mm. <laughs> and a sweatshirt. Oh, I really liked season. it. <laughs> Sorry, we know you don't get sweatshirt season over there, but I love sweatshirt season personally. I, we do. It, you just have to wait until November. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And then it's November, December, and then it's over. But <laughs> it was good while it lasted. No, it pretty much goes through. Like even June, it's not that hot. June, July, it's not that hot. It's it's when it gets to September, then you're in the devil's asshole. It's just how it happens in the yeah. valley. You're living in paradise until September. Yeah, and then you're in Armageddon. Everything's on fire. <laughs> Everything is no water. To, yeah. <laughs> Conserve energy from 4 to 9 p.m. All of that thing. All of that. My sweating as we speak. <laughs> the sweat, literally right now, there's sweat going down my ass crack. Just <laughs> nice, nice dollop of sweat there. Um, my MVP is a is a a moment, a gesture, if you will. Because I don't want I agree with Teeny, like Oliver, piece of shit. But when Oliver points to the very wordy sign about littering at the very beginning, yeah, love that. <laughs> I yeah. just loved how he just was like pointed to the sign, and then the sign says, "Quote: Let no one say and say it to your shame that all was beauty here until you came." Damn. All right. And then I think that like okay, first. That's very wordy. Now we just have like, don't 
no littering. Like, you have to, like, ponder that. So, it's, But then also to have it be facing the animals who are taken who are from their natural cages. habitats <laughs> and put into cages here to just be taunted by this sign saying, hey, pick up your trash because it was beauty before you came here. And they're like, motherfucker, I know beauty. <laughs> this ain't I beauty. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's levels. Bars. Heavy. We're to recasting. And I've gotten to the point where I don't do recasting lightly just to fill holes. But I did think we could make this sort of a Jordan Peele type of comedy. Mm. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I, I, a touch of com- not totally white chicks, but you know, a touch of comedy to it. So, this is my recasting. All of that said, wait, before you answer your recasting, when you said white chicks, were you talking about the, the Wayan brothers feel white chicks or just yeah? I was like- talking about the overly, I was talking about the <laughs> like making it over the top humor. I would like to keep the um, integrity of the film. Oh, and- like not a spoof kind of thing. Exactly. Like you, to exactly. keep it in like almost well, like a realism thing. We could add a little thing. bit of yeah. humor in there. Okay. Got so, uh, fuckboy Dr. Judd could, I mean, he could have some humor there. I mean, just a touch. So, I want Delroy Lindo to be my Dr. Judd. He'll be a good Dr. Judd. I could I see mean, that. Anything he's in is going to be good. So my Alice, uh, with her big eyes, her facial expressions, Regina Hall. Regina Hall is so good. I I watched Honk for Jesus. I didn't. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown are really good, but the movie is... Is it bad? Oh, that's too bad. Okay, I back just to don't. I mean, they're just so good that I feel like they got let down by the yeah. film. But that's just my opinion. And it could be the editing that that you know maybe it was good. Uh, okay, but she—they're both national treasures. So they are. My Ollie then is Lakeith Stanfield because again with the facial expressions, he could have oh. some wonderful facial expressions going on. Then I wanted a. My Irena, 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 I think she was Irena, but um, she had to be kind of um, cat like, yeah. I really wanted Eartha Kit, but you know, that ship sailed. But come on, oh, you have her Eartha Kit, don't you? Because how can you not, Catwoman? The first time I saw her, go ahead. So, but I wanted somebody who is. Um, ethnic and different looking so that he's pulled into her because he's been exotic he's been working with um with regina hall all this time and he hasn't like you know made a commitment so i did lapita nuingo nuango oh as the cat woman so you have okay well i hope you have her the kit 
I do. I just I just thought it was it was like yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. It but it's also like kind of it keeps in with the the thing that that guy wrote the story about about the otherness because then Lupita and this is why it's like casting people must be losing their minds right now in 2021 because you're like all right well what are the optics because as an act all things equal Lupita Nyong'o is a great actress and would be in it but now you're having the darkest person in the cast to be the other and the Catwoman I feel like I had a pretty dark cast no you did but i mean i purposely is a thing right and i purposely was doing the colorism on the darker side i felt like yeah but that but then that also gets into like oh because she's so so because she's dark she's because she's she's the other she's the negative yeah like how black cats are are like the omens and stuff of what they are but in that like because she is even more so you're you're but that's exactly what this movie did that's why it's such a good like casting because that's what they did in this and if you were to do exactly like that it would be taking and you would be having Lapita Nwango be the other which is exactly yeah, what they did true. with Serbians like so because Serbians have Europeans you know what I'm like. You know what I'm saying, right? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, understood. You know, it's really hard. Yeah, but it's I don't. It's a hard job. I don't. It's not that that's a that that's a bad thing that it couldn't be. It's just if you have that awareness going into it, then maybe there's another way in the script and in the story where it points it out. It's just doing that and and having an obliviousness to that that just keeps uh-huh. getting perpetrated so you're it's like oh well, we're fixing it but that's what i think is so fascinating about it is because then you go into the like the root of where all of this comes from and it's it's very human and the only way to break out of that is to have an awareness of well wait what are we really doing here uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. what you'll see uh-huh. like that that's wild about colorism and stuff is because all right, we have this whole black cast, and who is the the like like the villain? What like oh, are they darker than everybody else? Because that's the same thing that Europeans were doing, the Western Europeans with Eastern Europeans, and the otherness of it, and how like we take that in, and when you don't have an awareness of it, then it just perpetuates, and nobody thinks about it. When if we think about it, then we can be like, okay, I get that. That's why that is but I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to look at it. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It, it makes total sense. So you're recasting. Well, the minute I saw this woman, I was like, oh my God, she looks like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> so I was just I, like, I did think of Eartha Kitt. I did. I'm just, yeah. Irina is Eartha Kitt in my film. Oliver is Harry Belafonte. I was gonna, I was gonna go, I was gonna go with the island, you know, the the island instead of the African tint to it, but I did it. Okay, go ahead. I guess I, I guess we could go. Well, I thought Harry Belafonte was from the islands, but that's what I, I said. Could be wrong. Yeah. 
But or you could I could see a Sydney Portier easily also yeah. being Oliver, you know. Except Oliver was such a dick. I didn't want it to be somebody I really liked. I know, but that's part of the that's part of the United States cast, like our cast system with um Sydney Portier is that he should be allowed to have been able to play dicks, you know? Yeah. But, and and I don't mean that to say I don't love Lakeith Stanfield. I do. I felt like he could bring a, a, an undercurrent of humor to it. I think Lakeith Stanfield, in my opinion, is as a screen actor, he I really enjoy him that he gets a lot of leeway. So he he would be a really good dick because I give him so much. Yeah, extra, exactly. It's where true. I'm like, I, yeah. I keep going and keep going, and then I'm like, God damn it, why are you a dick? Like, you know, that's why. Yeah. That, like uh, Paul Newman, when he, Paul Newman's being a dick, like in HUD, you know, yeah, where you just he just keep going and dick. going, yeah. and you're like, son of a bitch, he's a yeah. dick. But yeah. still, it became a knocking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind watching you be a dick for a while. Okay. Exactly. And then okay. for Alice, I was like, all right. Let's just up this with one of with one of the nation's great acting treasures, Ruby D. Okay. There we go. That's my cast. Oh, okay, you didn't do a Doctor Judd, but it could I didn't be Ozzy. It. It, it could be, or that guy that that I really like from. Oh man, his name escapes me. He was in the, uh, he might have been too old at that point to do this. Um, You're doing Eartha Kitt, Aaron. How <laughs> <laughs> could anybody be too old? No, Eartha Kitt, Harry Belafonte, and Ruby D are contemporaries, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of like went in the, in the ballpark. Oh, there's rules. Okay. Well, for this one, there, there was rules, but I forgot to look up the year, so I would put like the 60s in it okay okay and then the, but that's why i'm saying like the guy he was he played the devil in that movie remember yes. he, and he was like dark skin and he was really good yeah but i think he would have been maybe he would have been all right in to be the doctor if we he might you know, have overtaken the in 1960 film, yeah because he he just had this nice quality to him so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that man i'm sorry to that man <laughs> Uh, Christine, I'm assuming you didn't do it. Not this week. Understood. It wasn't. This would make a real, a really good Always Sunny cast. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Okay. Okay. You get what was her name? Artemis. Like Artemis is the other woman, maybe. Uh huh. D's cat woman. Uh. Dr. Judd could be um, Frank. Yeah, it have to be. The janitor's got to be Charlie. <laughs> it really is. Like, every movie you could, it's just, yeah. it's always oh, sunny man. in Philadelphia. Man, if you're listening, it's always sunny. People, do an episode of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Do a whole season where each season they're doing, they're a different movie, a different mm-hmm. classic movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to Tasties, uh, I, my Tasties have already been discussed. The, um, the Luton bus and the, um, the RKO thought it was too subtle for their brand of humor. 
you know, I, I do like subtlety. Well, RKO also did bringing up baby in the 30s. So that was kind of, I guess, like when you compare the two, well, they're different genres of films, but you're like, oh, okay. That's kind of funny. So other tasties? I didn't have any. All right. I have that. Um, so be, prior to this, I had mentioned that Val Luton had been David Oselsnick's assistant. And then he was, um, he decided to finally branch out. And RKO saw what Universal was doing with cheap horror movies. And so R- RKO was like, we should have our own cheap horror movie thing. Hey, Val, take it over. So he wasn't even into horror movies at all. The title, Cat People, was given to them by an RKO executive. And so it was said that Val Luton, he didn't want to make a cheap horror movie that the studio expected. He wanted to make something that was intelligent and in good taste. So he, yeah, he watched a whole bunch of horror movies of that time. And he watched them to see what he didn't want to do. Exactly. Mm. And and so that's how we got this where he did like even that scene where they're in the it's uh, Alice and Oliver to toward the end and they're in the um like where they work and the mm-hmm. cat it was the studio oh, yeah. that made the cat come in there. He didn't want to have the cat a picture of the cat anywhere in there. He wanted it to be created to, uh. of the darkness to make it be more scary, but the execs were like, "No, you have to have the cat in there." Um he uh, so, you know, uh, it's just wild how like movies come together. And the more you know about them, the more you're like, that explains a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So again, Cat people, go make the movie. So they're trying to figure out what to do. They come upon this Algernon Blackwood 1906 story called Ancient Sorceries. And then that, it's a French town that's inhabited by devil-worshipping cat people. So they're like, all right, mm. get the get the rights to that. That's what we'll do. And at the last minute, Val Luton changed his mind, and he decided, no, it's going to be in contemporary New York, and it's going to involve a love triangle between a man, a foreign woman obsessed with abnormal fears, and a female office worker. And he always said that if you want to scare people, people must identify with the characters and be frightened. Like, that's the best way to scare people. Mm -hmm. So... In the You Must Remember This, she mentions how Val Luton had abnormal fears, and one of them was that he was terrified of cats. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, I'm afraid of cats. We can work with this. Um, the critical response to this film was that it was a lot of critics reacting negatively to mildly enthusiastic. But despite that, it was one of the biggest hits of the season for RKO. Mm. And that they went on to do a sequel called The Curse of the Cat People. I'll be watching it. And they also, in 1982, there was a remake by Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver. (laughs) So that guy did a uh, remake of this. And it was said that Val Luton wanted Jennifer Jones to play Alice. Uh Uh-huh. But Donald... uh, who was his name? The Selznick guy said no. He had other plans. And I believe that Selznick was having an affair with Jennifer Jones. I think so, too. Because Jennifer Jones, we haven't done any Jennifer Jones mm-hmm. movies. And she's one of those 
she was like a big time star, mm-hmm. but her movies haven't really like stood the test. I guess like aged well enough. So she's not like a Catherine Hepburn where you're like, oh yeah, we know Catherine Hepburn. We know um, what's her face? Wire coat hangers. Mm-hmm. Joan Crawford. Yeah, Joan Crawford. Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Yeah, like she's not like that. But at the time, like Jennifer Jones was a big. She deal. was. She was indeed. Um, and the director Jacques, he implies that it merely satisfied a vicarious audience impulse. So during the war, for some mysterious reason, people love to be frightened. And I, I think, There's I think so it was just to be frightened about during the war. Yeah, but they, but if you think about it, and even today, like horror films are the like the biggest films. I think of like 2020 and stuff. The things that people really go to the theaters are like the Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. like those horror films because it's a communal Jordan thing. Yeah, where your mind can... can't wander because you have to be focused on this one thing. You yeah, can't you're right. Start, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and it's a movie and it's fake as opposed to going on your phone. Yeah, and look the... how bad things really could be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they didn't like in 1942. They didn't know about the extermination camps. Like they didn't know right. about the final right. solution. Right. That all came out later. They didn't know how bad it was gonna get. Yeah. Like if you were in 1942 would be like, hey, did you know that Tokyo bombed Sydney? Like maybe somebody would because they like had the time to read the paper. But in 1942, it was we had been in a Great Depression, and then the war kicked off. All of a sudden, all these all the men are getting shipped off, like all of them, but most of them are getting shipped off. And now women are having to go into the factories and start working, which is means that people have money. So they they have money to spend on things. So yeah, I'll go see this picture of cat people. Because to- it's not the war. It's not this horrible thing that we are actually dealing with. This is like a fantasy and so we can watch this and yeah and we're we're america like yeah pearl harbor got bombed but pearl harbor is super far away yeah like la and the and the you know the west coast is all a bit in the in a like a bit sensitive and stuff but i think most people were like what how how are they going to, they're not going to get What's here. What's that like, got to do with me? Yeah, they would be like doing, like, you know, there was the guy mansplaining with the like figures going, well, the average whatever airplane and the gas and the mileage to get to the West Coast of the United States and blah, blah, blah. Literally, they didn't know about like trade winds. And they're like, no, actually they've launched thousands of balloons to just travel and drop bombs. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, so that's the end of our tasty nuggets. That's all I got. That's the end of our cat people podcast. And teeny picks bangers. That was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. I was incredibly impressed. I was too. I was like, damn, she does pick bangers. Yeah. Too. I mean, I was, yeah, yeah. So, Mm. unfortunately, next week is not a teeny pick. It isn't. And teeny might be mad at me for next week. 
God. It's because be you're 85. over the two hour hours long. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even look at the length. Ugh. She didn't even look at the length. That's that means it's gonna be second thing I look at, Teeny. I know. I know because one of the people in it, Teeny is not a fan of <gasps> Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, She's no. doing a Top Tom Gun. Cruise. Top Gun. No. Mm -mm. Come on. We haven't done this movie, and I can't believe we haven't done this movie. And I'm going back to old school Gone with the Bushes. It's September. Okay, so it's got to be risky business. No. What was September traditionally? Although it was <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Remember, we used to, September used to be. Don't share our secrets, Erin. Don't share our family secrets. What a bad mother I was. No, what are you talking about? I don't so, know. What do you I'm, think she's talking about? I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm I want to know what she thinks I'm talking about. September, when we, Mom, it was you and I, even Teeny was in on this for one of the months. And then we realized we also need to do an appreciation. <gasps> Oh, we're doing Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. We're doing the uh, Color of Money. We're doing Martin Scorsese's 1986, The Color of Money. Oh, now never it's seen it. It's kind of a sequel of The Hustler. It is a sequel of The Hustler, and okay, I got goosebumps because it is okay. We used to uh, celebrate September because it was the month that Paul Newman died. Because I read his Wikipedia wrong. Yeah. Because really, he was born in, in January, but he died in September. He and shares was, my birthday. And I was like, oh, September is Paul Newman appreciation. He's a month and a day <laughs> after Jesus, just like me. I know. But, okay, the color of money I can do. Because oh. he had, oh. so oh. the Hustler, you can go back and listen to our Hustler episode, because that's when... The, the character Paul Newman plays in The Color of Money is the same character he plays in The Hustler. And right. I think it's fascinating because while I was on vacation, I saw Top Gun Maverick and how he's the same character after like 20-something years later. True. And so I just thought it would be fantastic to compare and contrast of okay. like these like older actors. Do I need actors. to have seen The Hustler, Hustler first? No. I don't think so, but I would go back because... Let me tell you, Teeny, the Hustlers about Paul Newman is a pool shark. And if you like Paul Newman's face, go back and watch him as a pool shark. It oh, is cool. Yeah. So and it's really good. Jackie whew, Gleason played great Paul Newman. Wow, it comes in right at two hours. So good job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and we've so, been dancing around this for a bit. And I yeah, believe yeah. that this is the only film that Paul Newman ever won a Best Actor Oscar for this is his Oscar winning performance but truth be told I'm gonna say he won it for his body of work and uh well yeah okay. that's how the Oscars do it but I mean Martin Scorsese in the 80s his run of films who cares it's Paul we get exactly. to watch Paul and it, it, not Paul prime Paul but but Paul and you know he's going to have some Paul. distaste for this young kid. 
That's yeah. why I thought it would be Which okay for Which we Teeny. all do. Yeah, it's like, because I'm like, well, but Teeny doesn't like Tom Cruise. And I'm like, but I bet Paul Newman's character in this doesn't like Tom Cruise. Yeah. That seems great. Okay. Oh, boy, this is putting pressure on me for next week. I think Teeny picks bangers. I got, I can't. I'm yeah, like, it's geez. true. It's true. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cat People as we did. Mm-hmm. Just watch it. I mean, it. I really enjoyed it. And next week, I mean, we have some Paul Newman. And for those of you who care, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.